0: Hi everyone and thank you so much for tuning in to Grow With Grief, a podcast that aims to make the uncomfortable comfortable and open up the conversations around grief and loss. My name is Katrina and together we will be hearing different stories from different people, how grief has impacted their life and what they've learned from it. And together we will create a community that normalizes the conversations around grief and loss. So on today's episode, I'm going to be introducing you to my oldest and dearest friend, Maisie, who at the time of my mum being unwell, was actually living in New Zealand. And it wasn't until she came home from New Zealand that she realised how unwell my mum was and she then stayed with me and supported me throughout my whole grief process. Now, as two 15-year-old girls at the time, we did have to encounter many bumps in the road together. We had to navigate the grief together as well. And for both of us, it really was a learning curve about how grief does not just only impact the direct person involved, but it can in fact impact everybody around them as well. So today, Maisie is going to be sharing her story, her experiences, and I am just so excited and grateful that she's been happy to come on here and to have this conversation with me. And hopefully she's able to give you an insight into what it was like as a 15 year old girl whose best friend's mum had just passed away. So thank you so much, Maisie, for hopping on and coming on to the second episode of Grow With Grief, just to share your story and your insights. So Maisie is my oldest and dearest friend. I've known each other since we were like three, I think. Um, so we've had a long journey together through life and she experienced... Um, the loss of my mum just as I did and was there for me through my whole grieving process but um, I'm very aware now looking back on things that grief doesn't just impact one person individually it impacts everybody that is around them and um, from conversations that me and Maisie have had since I know how much that my grief impacted her and also how much her own grief through my mum not being there impacted her as well so I'm just um, let her share her story with you and hear how grief can impact everybody that is around that one person. So thank you so much for coming on again. Um, So first of all, really, I guess I just want to ask, so when my mom was ill, you were in New Zealand. um, So that's where you were living at the time. And you didn't actually know how ill my mom was until you came home to visit. So can you just talk through a little bit about what happened and um, sort of explain how it made you feel?
1: Yeah, of course. So thank you for having me on the show. Um, It's always a pleasure to to do things with you. So obviously, as you mentioned, I was in New Zealand when your mum got sick and I was aware that she'd been in and out of hospital. um, But being kind of the other side of the world and a 15 year old girl, I think my family and obviously you yourself didn't kind of want to add that extra pressure on me. And you knew that I was coming back fairly soon. So. when I did get back, I remember coming in and I think he picked me up from the airport and <laughs> after that really crazy long flight <laughs> and, um, and had a shower and came out of the shower and that's kind of when he, he sat me down and in the hallway and said just to just, just explained how bad it was um, yeah. and, and that we probably didn't have very long which was a shock like I completely understand why it happened that way because if I'd known getting on the flight, then I would have been worried the whole flight. And, you know, traveling at that age anyway, traveling at any age is quite stressful. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> adding to that stress, adding to that stress just wouldn't have been a good thing. So, um, yeah, it was more than anything, just a shock. It's sometimes quite hard to comprehend big news like that. And especially as I would just landed, I was jet lagged. I didn't really know what was yeah, I, I didn't really know how to react in that situation, mm-hmm. um, and in fact, I don't quite remember how I did react. I think we just carried on as normal, and and then when we did go and see see your mum in hospital, um, it was a lovely experience for me because I think it was it was almost when I arrived, there was something in your mum that knew that I was there for you, mm-hmm. and it was just such a lovely feeling to to be there for you as a friend and to be able to be there. Whether that was, you know, doing whatever, just distracting, or watching films while um while waiting in the hospital or flicking through the naughty channels in the hospital (laughs) waiting (laughs) remember that (laughs) (laughs) safety. Or drinking cups of tea with like ten sugars in them. Um yeah, I think I think it was it was great to be there and just know that without having to do anything I was kind of supporting just just by being and there.
0: Obviously we were both 15 and had you up until that point had you experienced any loss or any form of grief?
1: Yeah um, I'd lost my grandma a couple of years previously which again was a, quite a shock um, and we came back from New Zealand for that so I kind of I knew how I would respond in that situation but it's it's always different and I don't think grief for anybody is you know a clear-cut cause Mm. it's it's just it's just this crazy mess of emotions and tangle of emotions and I think that yeah whether I'd been through 10 losses in my life before it it was going to be different and especially supporting someone going through it um that's a completely different thing because you're kind of, you're a knock on from that. Like you said, it's, it's got an, it's had an effect on you, but it also, yeah, it's, it's a tricky thing, but it, it's, yeah. So I had, I had experienced grief, but I think yeah, it's always different.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's yeah. why um we've got this podcast and we're sharing our stories because it is so individual and it it is so different for everybody um so to be able to share our stories there might be similarities sometimes there might be things that you can maybe um relate to but I don't think it will ever be exactly the same but it just gives people different perceptions and different views on on how grief is processed for different people so yeah completely exactly um so my mum passed away then about a week after you got home, I think it was. And then you had another two weeks in England because I think you extended your trip, um, which was yep. lovely and meant the world to me. But you then had to actually go back to New Zealand and you went back to New Zealand for about a year, I think. Um, so how was that for you? Because, you know, we had grown up together. We'd known each other since we were three. Um, we lived around the corner from each other. So we were very involved in each other's lives. Do you think that leaving the situation and maybe Getting out of the um, direct line of emotion with it, I guess, and not maybe being right next to where it was all happening, do you think that that maybe impacted your grieving process in any way or Yeah, definitely. I think um,
1: for me, I, I remember that was the hardest goodbye that I had to say to my family in the in the airport. I think when someone does pass away, it just shocks you into what is important and realistically from then I, I did go back to New Zealand because I had to finish my education and I'd promised my parents that I was going back to get my GCSE equivalency and um, so I had to fulfill that goal I had to fulfill those things that I'd set out to do but there was an, an awful amount of guilt, um, guilt like attached to to leaving because I was kind of torn I'd, I'd made this decision for myself and being a young girl I was you know I was like did I make the right decision like what? and I all these things that I'd sort of said before I'd moved back was what if something happens and what if you know and what do you do in that situation um and it was happening so going back to a not so ideal situation in New Zealand because a lot going on over there as well I think it really it impacted me in the sense that I yeah I I wasn't able to be there for you as much as I wanted to be and I remember actually I hadn't realized how much it had affected me until I got back to New Zealand Mm. and I was in less than one day and someone just said something to me or the teacher kind of said something about homework and and I hadn't been there for the last week of term because I'd gone back to the UK so I hadn't got the homework and then when she was asking it sounded really tiny and menial and like you know looking at it now it's like ugh, it's just a bit of homework <laughs> but I I got up and I I just stormed out I stormed out of the classroom and I was one of those like terror kids that was like going my like completely wild um which if anyone knows me isn't like me at all (laughs) no no (laughs) (laughs) and so it was kind of affecting me in that way thankfully we had a really good counsellor at our school that I went to and um she said right when I explained the whole situation she went you've been through quite a lot and but we're gonna get you some help um and also I had amazing friends over there so when things did go south and obviously I was being quite negative and there were things that I was upset all the time and I was um, maybe acting out in certain ways and I had these friends and I I talk about it to this day that sat down with me and almost gave me a bit of an intervention at 15 years old and they just said (laughs) fantastic friends Um, and they sat down with me and they just said to me Maisie you're horrible to be around you're really not very nice to be around, mm. and you need to change something, otherwise we can't be friends with you and I think that for me was like alarm bells of like okay, what am I doing like how how am I acting um, and in the long run it's like it's really helped me to become completely socially aware and just respond in a way that's kind of even if you are going through grief, mm. just try and remember that yeah, it impacts everybody yeah. Um, so it, yeah it affects me longer the short of it is it affected
0: me and do you think that it was that's how it was presenting itself for you then your grief was presenting yourself in sort of acting out and maybe repressing it almost that it was coming out in 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 a negative almost sometimes maybe aggressive way oh yeah definitely definitely and I was you know rash and I
1: was a show off and I was just not of a little brat and I wasn't very nice to be around. So mm. um I think when you kind of look at everything in life, everybody's going through something. Mm. Um, and often the people that are acting out or being less desirable, shall we say, <laughs> um it's because they've they've got something going on in their life. They've got maybe they're grieving, maybe they're and like I I, I think that it's important to note um that grief happens even if you've not lost someone physically like mm-hmm. if if someone's not it might might not be the case of someone passing away mm-hmm. you grieve for partners when you break up you grieve for you know fathers and mothers and, that have left or mm-hmm. that you don't see anymore like there's there's a whole entanglement of of the word grief and and I think it's really important to note that it's really applicable to everybody because everybody has lost something in their life and you can grieve for places as well. Um, You can really grieve for places and that's what homesickness is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess for you, it was that whole, it was almost all of that put together because you were grieving the fact that somebody you knew and had grown up with mm-hmm. was now gone. You were grieving the fact that you had to leave England again, grieving the fact that your mum, you know, your mum and your dad and your, your support network weren't with you um, mm-hmm. or your direct support network anyway. So I guess for you, it, it was probably a whole entanglement of different types of grief and different forms of yeah, grief. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is why I didn't understand it. And I think when you're at that age, you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I suppose is is the most amazing thing when you do get help and you do get somebody like a counsellor to sit with you and kind of just tease out those things and and make you a more aware or be just able to handle them a little bit better
0: yeah yeah and I think it can for some people it's it's about finding what works for you isn't it
1: definitely finding what
0: helps you and especially you know, if you feel maybe like you're alone in this situation and you've not got many people around you to talk to who necessarily have experienced the same as you or a similar situation, it can feel very lonely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then with your circumstance being the other side of the world, just to top onto that, you know, it can be a very lonely experience. So, I mean, after a year you came home Yeah, and um, we pretty much spent like, every day together I think yeah (laughs) the next like couple of years um and this is when my grief really started to sort of rear its head for for Mm -hmm. for a good year or so I hadn't really accepted what had happened and I kind of repressed it a lot and then after about a year it did start to show a little bit more as I spoke about in the last episode so how did my grief impact you? Like, first of all, what could you see being a 15 year old girl, just from an outside perspective? What could you see? How it like, how could you see it impacted me? What What were the things that were shown to you? And did you recognize that it was grief? It's a really interesting question. Um, I suppose looking back, I didn't know it was grief.
1: I remember... We did spend every kind of yeah waking moment with each other when I got back, and it was fantastic. Um, and then there were just little things, just little things. And I think a, a lot of it was I felt the guilt quite heavily of not having been there, so that kind of you know added to yeah added to how I would respond in a certain situation. There were there were a few occasions where I kind of came round because you were having a panic attack in the evening Mm. um and because we only lived around the corner from each other I'd kind of you know run around and and come and see you um which was amazing but I think it was amazing to be there for you but I think when you are supporting someone that is grieving and going through that process it's so important to have the support yourself And I think for me kind of coming back into my family having been away for a year and a half um, had its own sort of entanglement and trickiness. So my family are incredible. (laughs) I'll just Mm -hmm. put that out there. But, uh, (laughs) But it was it was strange for me to slot back into that dynamic. So I started to feel like I was burning out by kind of trying to support you and I think we we ended up having quite a few big arguments yeah Um, really big arguments where I I was trying to explain to you that I I probably wasn't trying to explain to you because I didn't realize what was going on but to me it felt like you were just like being selfish or you weren't thinking of me and I was like I've, I've just started school again like I'm I'm going to lessons and I'm trying to like make new friends and I'm I'm trying so hard to just keep everything together and then you know you're upset in the middle of the night and and as a teenager I just didn't understand it I just didn't know why you were doing it and I was like I almost at the time felt a little bit like there was guilt yeah the guilt was there of me not being there and it was it felt like you were trying to show me how much. Me being away had hurt you, and that wasn't the case at all. Because it was just grief. It was just the fact that you were grieving, and but because I didn't understand it at that age, I. Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. It was a real conflict of emotion because I love you to pieces. I've known you, you know, my whole life now, and so I wanted to be there and I wanted to be able to show my support, but I was just burning out and.
0: Yeah it was it was a tricky tricky time period. Yeah. Um, and and it can be often hard to know what to do to help. I guess for anybody listening who maybe knows somebody who is experiencing grief and they don't maybe know how to respond, what would you say to that? What advice would you give looking back on your 15-year-old self mm-hmm. and what you wanted to do then and what you thought would help and then looking at it now and maybe seeing what what actually probably would have yeah. given the advice
1: as a as an adult now more than anything you you are allowed to be there to support however I think it's making sure that you have your own support network um it's educating yourself um I've been with another friend recently that is going through the grief process as well and for her it's just been a case of opening boxes for her and like helping her sort out her house that she's just moved into and you know it's it's doing little things that I think seems so big when you're in a place of despair which is like the dishes um, and yeah. you see the dishes are piling off and it's just doing them it's not kind of asking them it's just making the the space feel comfortable cooking for them um you know, just just cleaning because I think one of the most unbearable things is the fact that all these tiny little tasks are magnified into like mammoth things that you can't possibly do yeah uh, and I think we were quite good in the sense that we did have conversations and and we did try to talk it out and try to come at it at a place of understanding and at a place of love and but always yeah I suppose hold on to that love hold on to the fact that you deeply care about that person and I suppose it goes back to my own intervention as a teenager (laughs) you are allowed to tell that person but perhaps do it in a way that isn't going to rock them or yeah it was it was really tricky with With you because we just didn't know. We didn't know what was going on. (laughs) Uh,
0: Neither of us knew, did we? Like you say, it is the small things. And I can say from looking back on that time and even now, the things that helped me the most, I was always so grateful. Every single day, I'm grateful for how much you were there for me. And I know I can never take that guilt away, but I never once had a thought in my mind that you should feel guilty. I was almost too focused on the fact that I just lost my mom and like processing what was going on with me that I hadn't noticed that, but I also did. And now we've had conversations about this. So I'm happy to openly say like, I did find it hard when you made new friends and you were going out and, you know, from, from Mm. my perspective, having this great life that almost I had to skip because I, I had all of this other stuff going on. And it is hard because there is almost that bit of jealousy Mm -hmm. because you think, well, you know, why do you get to do all of them great things whilst I'm here suffering? And that Mm -hmm. can be really hard to process and understand. And as you say, we tried to talk about it so many times, but to try and explain something like that without wanting to sound I guess as a teenager you're always so worried about sounding like a little bit bitchy or a little bit whining, and you kind of always want to be right don't you so Mm. it's hard to explain that and have that conversation but everything you always did for me I could always see that it was coming from a place of love and I think like what you're saying it's letting that person know that the way that they're acting is actually damaging to themselves as well and yeah. to the people around them. But if it comes from a place of love whilst you're saying that, I think even if the person doesn't understand it straight away, eventually they they will come to see that. And oh, that was, it was the little things you did for me every single day. Like um, even if it was just sitting watching a film and I'd fall asleep and you would just let me have a nap and and things like that all the time that meant more to me than trying to say something that would make me feel better so definitely I think it's sometimes tricky
1: especially I'm not a psychologist <laughs> that's kind of the short of it is that as a 16 year old girl um, I wasn't a psychologist and I couldn't fix your problems I couldn't make it go away however I could be there to support and I think that's the main thing really that's what i say to to people that are struggling with it is just remind yourself that you have not had the training there are people that dedicate their lives to helping people in these situations and it's completely okay for your you to ask for that help just to know what to say what not to say
0: so lastly just what has it taught you what has seeing you know your best friend lose their mum at the age of 15 and going through that kind of trauma really and your own your own grief as well with your with your grandma and relatives since how has what what has that taught you about grief what has it taught you about life that's a big question (laughs) a very big question that could go on for hours we'll keep it contained to a couple of minutes we'll keep it we'll
1: keep it contained i think it's more than anything it's complex it's really complex grief is as broad a word as love is It means so many different things. And it is a tangle of emotions. And it's also taught me the resilience of humans and of people that I love. I've seen you kind of go through that whole process and come out the other side and just do things for you. And like you're in a place now where you're thriving. And it makes me feel so incredibly proud that you were able to get through what you got through. And I know that your mum is there. You know, she's (laughs) still... She's still there and she's, she's, I don't know, she's super, super proud of you. I think, yeah, it's, it's like I say, it's a, hard, it's a hard question to kind of put into a few words. <laughs> but, yeah, the resilience of humans and the fact that in order to live, we have to experience death. And that is through the people that we know and love passing away. Mm. And it makes us value our lives even more and that's why we're living we're living for those people we're living on in kind of what they're doing like what they did for us it kind of lives on in like their kindness and their spirit and their, you know it, it's it's still there so yeah in death we live <laughs>
0: Beautiful. I love that. And what a lovely way to end as well. Um, I think that's a really, really nice way to look at things. And I've got nothing else to add to that because I just really (laughs) love what you just said there. So thank you so much for coming on and just sharing a little bit about your experiences with grief and how people around you who are grieving, how I, how my grief impacted you. And of course, this will be very different for everybody. And, you know, at the time we were 15 and it does um, presenting itself in different there's different challenges with different ages and different experiences of grief as well. But it's really interesting to hear and have that conversation with you about how it's shaped your life almost and your and your view of life and, and what you've learned from it all. So thank you again. Always no love talking to you about this stuff because, you know, I absolutely love you as well and and what you've done for me and I recognise now and um, for you it was not an easy time. And I am so grateful that you've stuck by me through it all. And I know that not everybody is as lucky as that. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for everything.
1: Thank you. Lovely. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Bye.